Welcome to Leadership Revealed, where John Paul shares his no-nonsense approach to all things leadership and scaling businesses. John interviews some of the most successful people in their industries to see what it takes to become a great leader. Be prepared for the truth about leadership and business. Please welcome your host, serial entrepreneur and top-selling author, John Paul. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Leadership Revealed. On this edition of the podcast, I want to talk about um, how we deal with poor performing staff. So the majority of our listeners um, own businesses, they employ people, or even that they may subcontract to people like suppliers, etc. And the same principles will apply whether you employ the people, whether they're self-employed and you, you contract the work out to them. The principles are always going to be the same. So there are five, five reasons or five uh, tips I want to give you on how to deal with poor performance staff. Well, the first one is, is pretty obvious. You need to understand what the issue is. You need to be able to talk to the person and delve into their, um, their performance, etc., and just find out what is the problem of the non-performance. Is it an attitude, um, which is what we class as a capability? So an attitude is, you can imagine, you've probably had the same thing where some, uh, one of your staff members or your contractors has come in, something out externally that's got nothing to do with you, has affected their attitude. Argument with the wife or the husband or the kids are playing up or another customer. It's not your problem. It's not your issue. But they will bring that issue in to your business and it affects their performance. The second reason that they might not be forming is because of results. They just might not be getting the results that you require. So you could set them all the targets in the world. You can give them all the training, communicate those targets. You can do everything you can as a really good boss or a manager but they're just not hitting uh, and getting the results. And the last reason why they might not be performing is they're just not doing the tasks. So the results are one thing, attitude is another, but the third part of the uh, the puzzle, piece of the puzzle, is that they're not doing the actions necessary in order to achieve the tasks. So you might have said to them, I want, um, I want you to achieve X, Y, Z revenue, and these are how you would do it by doing all these little subtasks or sub-actions, sub, um, and they just don't do them. And if they don't do the actions of the tasks, it's very, very likely that they're not going to get the results. So in that instance, I would say they've got the poor attitude because they're not doing the tasks. They're not doing the tasks because of the actions, and they're very unlikely um, to get the results. So you need to understand what the issue is, and you do that by uh, looking at the various KPIs, or you're talking with their manager, or looking at the performance, or you really delve into why they're not achieving what they're meant to be achieving. The second thing, which is a very nice segue into, uh, into the second point, is you need to build up the evidence. Because there's no point having a conversation with somebody when you say in the words, I think you've had a bad month, I believe you've had a bad month, my gut feel tells me you're not doing things right. Because you will get the odd staff member, or you'll get the majority of staff people that go, well, that's funny because I think I'm doing pretty well here. And then you're at a stalemate. And when you're managing performance, the one thing you cannot do is, is have a stalemate or is have them where they've got a point over you and you can't prove something. Because if you can't do that, do you think they're going to get better? Or do you think the poor performance is going to continue? It's going to continue, isn't it? So the, the quicker that you can build up the evidence, the quicker you can have all this information to hand so that if they come back and they deny it or they disagree with you, then you can really, really quickly shut them down. Third thing is you've got to communicate communication is key to this. Communication is the key to any management or any, any leadership. And it was the Andrew Carnegie Institute that said leadership is 85% about communication 
and 15% technical ability. Now, in my experience and my business partners and, and how I've grown my business, it's been the majority has been through good communication and, and the people I work with are good communicators. And sometimes I'm in conversations with them and I'm absolutely blown away at how well they come across their knowledge, etc., etc. The poor communicators are the ones who can't get the words out or get tongue-tied, tend to be not as successful. And again, only from my experience, I'm very, very unaware of anyone who's a poor communicator, but is also extremely successful in their chosen field. So, sort of digressing slightly, but the point is you've got to be communicating with that person. Um, some people who, who have one-to-ones and, and some of the people we work with, mentees and clients have said, well, I'll just bring that up in the one-to-one in three weeks' time. No, don't. Bring it up with them there and then or as soon as you've got the evidence to hand and as soon as you understand what the issue is. There is no point letting it fester, letting the snowball effect happen for another three or four weeks. Because in three or four weeks' time, if somebody sat me down and said, John, I wasn't happy when you did this, I'll say, well, listen, why didn't you bring it up then? The reason you didn't bring it up made me feel as though you were okay with me doing that. So that's why I've been doing it for the last three and a half, four weeks. To be honest, guys, it's actually um, weak management. Let's be honest, if you're not bringing it up, you're only bringing it up for one or two reasons. One, you haven't got time, which is absolute bullshit because you have got time. And the second thing is you do not want that uncomfortable conversation, which in my opinion is the most likely genuine reason why you haven't brought it up. If anything goes wrong with a staff member or any problems or issues or they, they highlight anything, you need to deal with it there and then you need to nip it in the bud. If for no other reason that other staff members or other employees will have a look at this person and say, well, listen, they've got away with it for three weeks. Why can't I do it? And I'll do it. And again, it's like a cancer that sets in. It's a rot and it'll just grow and grow and grow and grow. In our business, everybody knows if anybody does anything wrong, my MD Adele will 100% nip it in the bud there and then. Sometimes she doesn't tell me things because she knows I will pick up the phone because I'm a bit hot-headed sometimes and absolutely just stop it stone dead, which does have its place, but also sometimes you need to just take that little bit of time. I'm talking about hours and days, not weeks. Reflect, gather the evidence, come up with all that evidence building that you need to do, and then you can deal with it. But communication is vital, absolutely vital to this. So once you've sat down with a person, you've communicated it, you've gathered all the evidence, you've come up with um, uh, you know what they've done wrong, how, how to prove it, you know, agreed whether it was um, an attitude or results or, or a task, then the, um, the next thing you've got to do is you've got to plan something forward. So you've got to find out what they're going to do, what they're going to do to fix this, what support they need. They might need some additional training from you. They might need some additional resources, time, something taken away from them that will free their time to do what you're asking them. You need to sit down and agree a time frame that this will be achieved by. So again, you don't want to leave it open-ended because guess what? They're going to take as long as you give them to do it. And if you say, well, just get it done when you can, you know what's going to happen. They're going to say, I haven't had time. That's why I haven't done it. I'll get it done when I can. So always put a time frame in. Make sure you agree the time frame with them. Not they say four weeks, you say 10 minutes. I'm going to go with 10 minutes. But push them on it. Say, right, you say four weeks. I think two weeks is a reasonable time frame. What are the reasons why you think you need four weeks? What are the reasons why you can't get this done inside two weeks? And really push them on it. We tend to ask them how long they feel. The majority of the people that we speak to will say, 
do you know what? I reckon I can get this done in X time. And we're quite happy with that. And effectively, what we're doing is we're giving them the noose for them to hang themselves in. So if they, at any point in the future, come back and said, well, I didn't agree four weeks or four weeks was too short or four weeks was you know, not enough time, we can say, well, you suggested that to me. So therefore, your time management needs training. Do you need additional training on your time management or diarising, something like that? And then the last one is that do not get emotionally involved in the decisions. So a lot of people will talk, talk about, um, oh, well, they've got personal issues. We're going to give them a little bit more time or um, I don't want to go down this route of performance management or discipline, disciplining them uh, because I haven't got anybody else in the wings in case they put the notice in. Do not let emotion rule your head on this, guys. I cannot stress enough. We have made so many mistakes in, in giving people second chances and third chances, especially in the early years. My recruitment policy was basically, do you like property? Yes. Do you want a job? Yes. Great, you start Monday. It was terrible. It was shocking. When people made mistakes, which, you know, nowadays we go straight to misconduct or certainly, you know, a second warning at the very, very least. We would say, look, just don't let that happen again. Come on, you're better than that. You're better than that. Guess what happened? Three or four months later, the same, if not worse, happened. And we were in a worse position. And like I said before, with the, uh, the communication, the, the rot had set in and other staff were saying, well, if, if uh, Fred is doing this or Mary's doing that, then that seems okay for me to do it. Or what's the point of me trying? If they can do this and they can get away with it, then that's not a place that I want to work with. So very quickly, probably about six, seven years ago, well, six years ago when we got investors and people and we really professionalised and improved the business, we had um, a real mindset shift in that, and you'll have heard me talk about this before, guys, which is I'd rather have a hole in my business than an arsehole. And as, as funny as it sounds, it's absolutely true. So if we need to performance manage somebody out of the business, then we will do that, regardless regardless if we've got recruitment um, planned or a backup plan um, in place. It will be a case of get that person out of the business. Yes, it might be stressful for a week, a month, two months. We've even waited three, three and a half months before for the right person. But because we're always recruiting, we've always got that, that build-up of CVs as and when we need to recruit – and it's taken quite a while. It's taken a good couple of years to build up that bank of CVs. Then our recruitment is, is constant and we don't tend to wait as long as what you might think to recruit the right person. But we don't get emotionally involved. We manage them on performance. We manage them on the figures, if they've, if the, the attitude as well. We've managed people out of the business who are hitting targets, but that attitude absolutely stinks. And because it, it'll just rot and it'll set, it, set in the business and other people will um, not perform based on that. So those are the five ways, guys, those five little tips and tricks that you can manage or you can deal people um, who are not performing. So understand what the issue is. Build up the evidence. Build up the case. Communicate with them there and then. Do not leave it. And remember, it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. So you can deliver really devastating news, but in a positive way and a manner. The fourth thing is plan it forward. Always have a plan moving forward. Have timeframes. Think smart objectives, smart goals. And the last thing is do not get emotionally involved. Do not manage on emotion, but manage on performance and manage on results. So hopefully that's been useful for you, everybody. And look forward to seeing you on the next Leadership Revealed.